Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. When it comes to beginning or continuing to do any practice, there's a huge difference between what is ideal and what is convenient. And that's what we're going to be talking about eh, somewhat today on The Ordinary Yogi. So this is going to be a bit of a coffee talk, which I haven't done in a while. This is the latest coffee talk in our new home, and we're still trying to find our rhythm here. But this was a actual a listener request, kind of one of the first ones ever, so I'm pretty stoked about that. And he asked about creating a space for the meditation practice that we that I do and what one might look like if we're trying to set one up. And I thought this was such a great question uh, because I'm going to attack this a few different ways. One would be the most ideal, you know, what you would look up online, uh, a yoga or a meditation space for your house. But then we have the reality of a lot of our homes, especially if you're a parent, is filled with your kids' stuff, or it's really hard to find a space. We're here in California, and our house is so much smaller than what it was in Cheyenne. So there I had an actual, we had what we called a yoga room. It was just, it was one of the living rooms or a family room, whatever. And anybody can hear that in the background? I love California living. You can hear a goddamn ice cream truck roll by. But we had a space where we can lay out our yoga mats. Sonny had a few of his toys, but it was easy to clean up. And then we come here and it's much smaller. So all that beautiful like yoga, this meditation space really, really had to be adjusted. And I feel like a lot of people may be able to relate to this. Maybe not just, uh, maybe not just a meditation space, but just a space for themselves, which I think is also very, very important to have an area or a thing in the house that this is just mine, this is for my me time, which again, as a parent, uh, you get <laughs> very, very little of it, but it's still so needed, which is a, a messed up thing. So for, for my meditation space, like just to kind of start off, again, I, it's changed because of our new home. And it's also changed just because of, of life events. You know, when I deployed, uh, it was in my little, you know, <laughs> like eight by eight or 10 by 10 little room that I was sleeping in. And I just had to make do with what it was. But having a place of our own in our home, you know, what it represents for me is this is a space where my work gets done. This is a space where I get to express my anger, to feel it, to express my sadness, my happiness, all that stuff. And right now that space for me is my garage gym, which is where I'm recording this right now. It's a place of my own for the most part. My wife does work out here, but when I'm here, I'm typically here by myself. It's a place I maintain. Uh, and that's how I show my gratitude for it. Like I, I wipe off the, the squat rack and I, I sweep the floors. I organize everything. So it looks nice and clean. And that's kind of one of the things we'll get into. And it's just a reminder of the, the discipline and the work that I put in every day for my health. And it's just an, a good thing to be around and a good energy to be around for me. Now, if we, if you Google something as far as, you know, what is an ideal meditation space? And if, you know, again, 
ideal versus what's convenient. Uh, certain things I've read, right? It has to be has to be clean, a nice, clean, cleared out area. Being a parent, that can be kind of hard to do. It can have a nice little mat or a, a bolster for you to sit on. Uh, having plants around is another beautiful thing to have because it freshens the air. It just creates a good vibe in the room. Having some kind of aromatherapy thing going on on the background is another thing. A place that's silent, you know, a place that where you can play some some soothing music or soothing sounds is another beautiful thing that we can have. And if you can have those things, you know, more power to you. That's fantastic. But if you can't, which I feel like most people that listen to this or most people that want to get into meditation or yoga feel like they need, well, that's when we come an issue, right? Um, and this comes the thing of, you know, progress versus perfection. So there are a few things that we can just start doing to get the ball rolling and remind ourselves that this thing, whatever it is for us, and specifically talk about a meditation practice, it's not a space shuttle launch, right? It, not all the conditions have to be perfect. We just have to take a step in the right direction. And for me, one of those first steps to do is having a comfortable place to sit. And that can be, it really depends on your mobility. I like having a meditation cushion. And I just like having them in the house because they're super comfortable for me to sit on. Or if, you know, if that's not comfortable for you, a yoga mat of some kind, you can lay down on it or just a regular chair that you find comfortable, anything that's going to allow your spine to be straight or, you know, kind of upright, not slouched or anything. So don't be sitting in a lazy boy type deal. Um, so a meditation cushion or a mat or just a chair where you can be very comfortable and sit and having something like that and being able to close your eyes is a beautiful first step in creating a space for yourself. And that like that object, whether it be the cushion, the mat or the chair, that can be your space for, for this practice. And the beautiful thing is you can pick it up, take it anywhere you want. It has that familiarity to it. So wherever you stick it, it's going to be home or home base for you. And another thing that we can have that we can maybe carry around with us or just have a specific spot in the house, if we have a room that we can set up as a, you know, in quotations, a meditation space, which can, we can turn into that, is the, the use of an altar. And now an altar, again, in a lot of religions, we use it for, you know, if you go to a Catholic church or a church, it's like where the cross is and all this sort of thing, other things. But it doesn't necessarily have to be anything religious, right? It could just be something that reminds you of your why. And this can be some sacred items. By me, my, some photos of family or loved ones of, or some malas, if you, if you have malas that you've set on there. And maybe it is some religious things like a cross or little figures or a sacred text. And this can be just a little tiny shelf that you put on a wall and, and it's there for you to reflect on and to remind you. And these, and that's what the altar is for, to, to ground you and bring you back and just to remind you of your why and why you do this practice. And even this, you can have a little, if you don't have an altar or a shelf to put it on, these are sacred items that you can you know, put on your nightstand. And then when you do this meditation, maybe you take them down and put them around you or you can put them somewhere where you can see them and they travel with you. Again, this is talking about really practical things aside from having a separate room that's just simply dedicated to having a meditation practice. 
Because the more we can chip away at these small rocks and start building a habit, we can really start to progress our practice. And I like to compare this to, you know, like a, a diet or a fitness routine because I'm, I'm really, that's kind of what I, one of my passions. And we can say that we can you know, give you the perfect diet plan. We can give you the perfect workout. However, if it's not convenient enough for you to go and do it consistently, then it doesn't matter how perfect that thing may be because the human nature is we're going to do something that's easier rather than do something hard 100%, which we can do, but it's going to be for a short period of time. So if having a, a separate space is going to be so difficult for you that you're not even going to be able to try it, then I would take a few step backs and just go with these very bare things of having a place to sit or a mat, having a few items that are very important near to you, and that's really all you need to create a, a space, right? You can maybe burn some incense, you know, with kind of talking about the hitting all the senses. But the human nature is we're going to do what's most convenient more, more of the time. Although we know better, it's just it's hard to not burn out when you're just trying to do 100% all the time. And this reminds me of a few things of, of yoga, which is avyasa and I'm going to probably say this wrong. Viagra, sounds like Viagra, but essentially it's about practice and detachment or action and detachment. And when it comes to the action part for me during, in this topic, it's about just doing it with what you have, making the most of the space and the items that you have. And the detachment comes from letting go of what is ideal or what would be you know, the perfect spot or space to have a meditation practice and just flowing between those two things. And eventually, maybe someday you will be able to have this perfect space. But in the meantime, we can let go of those things or set them on the shelf until later. And we can do the work with what we have. So once we have our space, we can really start to hone in on this power of uh call it a ceremony right a, a, to me a ceremony is just like a thing we do with intention and a meditation is that to me so if we have our space to sit down we have our items and we have just this carved out time if we do it with so much intention this ceremony you know it brings us it grounds us down and it slows us down and it just brings a power to our daily events, right? Treating everything, or especially this meditation practice, as a ceremony, kind of an induction. If we do it at the beginning of the day, we can use it to begin the day with so much intention. If we do it at the end of the day, we can do it to reflect on something that we've, that we've lived or something that happened in the day to prepare us to live more or live maybe in a better sense the next day. But it all starts with you know, creating the space and creating the intention behind that space. And it doesn't have to be perfect. And once you do, you can leave, live in these imperfections and just kind of let go of what's ideal. And I think the more we can do that in one aspect of our life, the more we can do it in another. Um, as I've transitioned into this new job as a high school teacher, leaving the military, this is the big thing I've had to, I've had to let go of a lot of things and just 
live in this kind of imperfection kind of world where I want things to work a certain way and I want these kids to respond in a certain way and it's just not happening because they're kids and they're teenagers and they're going to be defiant. That's a whole nother episode, but just an example of living in these imperfections and being okay with that. And then once you can do that, we can really pick and choose what works for us and what doesn't because it's going to be different for everybody. And once you can start really honing in on what works, what doesn't work, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, we can make a meditation space pretty much anywhere while you're sitting in your car, while you're at the doctor's office waiting. You know, it's always within you, but it just takes a little time to develop that that discipline of just kind of being able to draw in and go into that space wherever you are. And that all starts with creating the space at home where you're comfortable, where you can go regularly and return to after you've been away for a while. So just to recap, you know, having an ideal space for a meditation or a, a space in your, for a yoga practice, it can be numerous things, right? You, you Google a lot of stuff. It, has to, you know, it can be clean. It can be have a lot of plants. It can have aromatherapy, incense, a, sh- a little altar. It can, but the reality of it, right, a lot of people aren't able to do that. In the ideal world, it'd be perfect, right? I would love to have a space like that in our home, but it's just not going to happen right now because our home is a lot smaller than what it was. But this shouldn't stop us from finding a space. And it can be found in anywhere. And all we need is a few items, right? A cushion, a mat, something that's ours. And a few sacred items that are to us. Again, pictures of loved ones, maybe some malas, maybe some texts, maybe some little uh, religious figures, whatever, whatever reminds you of your why. And that can be brought along with you wherever you go. And there you can create a space wherever you go. And once we can live in these imperfections of, you know, what's ideal and what's actually possible or what's more convenient for us to get us into this practice more often, we can pick and choose from there and find what really resonates with us, take what we need and leave what we don't. It's a little shorter episode today. I I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this was beneficial if anybody's trying to find a space to do this to or where to start and what it should look like. And the honest thing is it's going to look like whatever works best for you, right? There are certain like, I wouldn't even call them guidelines, but suggestions that you can find, but it's really whatever's going to allow you this practice and to do it often and to do it consistently. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave it right in review, share it with someone. Again, my goal that I've been really meditating on recently is talking to the average person that this that's, that these teachings aren't going to get to and trying to clear up anything and try to make it more accessible and I'm going to do try and do better about doing that. I appreciate y'all for listening and I will talk to you next week.